Hello everybody, I'm Matt Makuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. Everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is a podcast series that explores jazz and creative music in all four corners of the globe, touching on cross-cultural projects, different music traditions, and more through conversations with or about groundbreaking, innovative, and visionary artists. Ethiopian-born multi-instrumentalist and keyboard extraordinaire Kibron Birhane is known for mixing spiritual and Ethiopian jazz motifs to create a deeply unique sound that resonates across cultures and musical concepts. That sound is showcased on his third and most adventurous album as a leader to date, the recently released Here and There. The album is described as a conscious exploration and deep dive into the waters of life through complex yet harmonious soundscapes stemming from a diverse range of influences across a broad spectrum. And it helps that many of the musicians on this record are part of the Ethio Cali Ensemble, the Los Angeles-based Ethio Jazz group led by Todd Simon that features in its extended family none other than Kamasi Washington and that of course Birhane is a part of. Kibron Birhane joins us on this latest episode of Jazz is Travel to talk more about the legacy and influence of Ethiopian jazz, his new project and his own spirituality and much more. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air and welcome to Jazz is Travel. Kibram, welcome to Jazz's Travel. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you and I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Uh, this is called Jazz's Travel as a podcast. So my first question to you is, uh, what part of the world are you speaking to us from? Uh, now I'm uh, residing in Los Angeles, California. Now this is where yeah. you were raised, right? No, I born and raised in Ethiopia. I, I born and raised in Ethiopia. I came from Ethiopia like 10 years ago. I, where about where exactly in Ethiopia were you were you born and raised? Yeah, small city called Debrebrahan, uh, 110 kilometers from the capital city of Addis. 
when did you first uh, have your significant encounters with music? Uh, was it early in life? I would say early in life, uh, when I was like four or five in our neighborhood, in my friends, family, they used to gather together and play some traditional instrument called crar and uh, they used to hang out, sing, and, you know, uh, having good time all the time, like around uh, 5 p.m. Most of the, like, my friends, family members, and uh, my older brothers, they got together and used to play uh, the choir. So that's where I started, like, you know, deep into music. And music is, like, all over the place in our culture, you know, like you hear the church chanting all over, like, from morning to, you know, in the evening, and, like, there are Muslims, like, singing, and you hear, like, everywhere is, like, music, you know? Uh, you know, music is a very important part of Ethiopian culture and Ethiopian life. Uh, you know, Ethiopian jazz, too, is quite renowned, but maybe it's not talked about so much. What do you think are some of the characteristics uh, that make Ethiopian jazz so remarkable? For sure, it's like the scales that we use. They are like mostly pentatonics. So we have the four different types of pentatonics, which it's like popular in Ethiopian uh, pop music or church music, in everything. Like we use mainly uh, that makes it more different. Like it's we use pentatonics. Ah, yeah, that's like the main point. Other than like you know, like the Western world. We use like different five, four different kinds of scales or modes. Uh, we applied it into like uh, Ethiopian jazz. You, call, you can call it since it's not like our culture is not you know like influenced by Western culture. Maybe because of like the you know the colonization, and we're not like colonized, colonized so we kept that and we are applying it like the, the pop music if you go to ethiopia the pop music the cultural music everything we use like pentatonics so it resonates into jazz easily and it's the melodies are catchy and when you improvise you can you know like modern jazz nowadays like most of them they use pentatonics in their solo uh, but like that's the main thing i would say and who would you say, uh, if you think about it, were the main exponents of Ethiopian jazz or the originators of Ethiopian, of what we call Ethiopian jazz? Yeah, I would say like all the, in uh, the golden era, they say it, they call it the golden era around 1970s, like the movement started, like Mulato Stadgate, like the big, the big, uh, one of like the leaders of, uh, this movement and there are Gita Trasefa, great uh, saxophonist, Girma Bayena, Hailu Mergia, now he's like touring all around the world. Mulatu and Hailu Mergia, they are like active, playing all over the place. So I would say those are like the main guys. I wanted to ask you about the other uh, project that you're involved with, uh, Itio Kali. Uh, the group. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell me a bit about about this group? Because I think it it kind of uh, you know uh, offers quite an interesting intersection of cultures. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ethiopia is a group based in LA. 
So yeah, I'm a part of Wikio Colleague, uh, amazing band, different people from uh, like some are from here, the guitar player from Israel and former players like, like Kamasi was in Wikio Colleague, Kamasi Washington, if you heard of amazing saxophone player and Mark DiClavloe, Dexter Story, all those LA renowned musicians they come together and they start like playing. They, I think they uh, were able to play with Mulatu one time, like in 2004 or something. Then they fell in love. They start the group, Ethiopian jazz group. So they start playing in town and like they were uh, accepted by so many uh, fans and people loved the music and they keep going. And when I arrived in LA, I contacted them and I joined the band uh, right away. And I'm playing with them since, I mean, now it's like six or seven years, maybe seven years ago, I joined them and we're doing some amazing shows in LA. But yeah, that's the group. And now that takes us to Here and There, uh, the title of your uh, upcoming record. Uh, uh, we talked about Ethiopian jazz, but there's also, among other elements, a spiritual side to this music that I wanted to talk about. Uh, quite simply, I, I wanted to begin by asking you, would you consider yourself a spiritual person or, uh, you know, is spirituality important in your music? Yes, I'm a spiritual person. And yeah, it's important. You know, like I fell in love with music, like 100% I get into it. I grew up uh, in like the countryside. When I was 12, I went to boarding school and I studied uh, Ethiopian, like uh, ancient language with uh, singing one-to-one with an amazing teachers, how to be able to sing before I start playing music, like instruments. I was singing, I was like playing choir. And that's, everything was there and like I grasped when I was young, all those elements. And I didn't know I was, uh, I, if I pursue music like uh, for living, then when I finish high school, that's where I, you know, woke, wake up from my, you know, uh, sleep and I start like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I went to school studied jazz, uh, performance piano. I studied all like uh, uh, a degree in Addis and I started teaching there and gigging around in Addis like in every places then that's where like I want to pursue more. And I came here, I landed in Los Angeles. I studied uh, production and engineering music here and I start gigging. Then I start taking it out like what it was, uh, you know, uh, in my childhood era, those melodies, those those singing, I merged those two worlds, like the jazz world and like my roots. That's all the inspiration comes in. So, yeah, definitely. we 
The track you are hearing just now is from Here and There, the latest album by Kibron Birhane, available now on Flying Carpet Records. Birhane has been called the future of Ethiopian jazz, and on this album, he not only delivers the ancient, traditional and deep jazz roots of his native Ethiopia, but he's also influenced by other styles and genres, including East African funk, spiritual jazz, psychedelia and much more. The result offers a rich tapestry of musical colors, and here to tell us more about it in the second part of today's Jazz's Travel Conversation is Kibrom Birhane himself. Karar is uh, is an instrument that has been, has come up a couple of times already in this conversation, and I was going to ask you. So now seems like an appropriate time to to find out more about this instrument, which I think not many people, maybe even listening to this podcast, may not know about. What can you tell me about its its history? Yeah, the karar is like it's old instrument, and it's like um, you can call it a lute or it's a string instrument, five or sometimes six string instruments since we use pentatonic but it's been in ethiopian music since like you know from old uh from aksumite kingdom you can call it like hundreds of years ago it's made of a wood and uh, animal skin sometimes with goat skin or what like uh, with animal skin, uh, uh, skin and the strings made uh, out of animal products and uh, it tune pentatonic and it's a rhythmical instrument and you can play melodic instrument it's more like melancholy nostalgia kind of people use it as uh, melancholic sound and rhythmical for dance music too so um, one of like uh, ethiopian traditional the biggest part of 
rhythmical and melodic instrument is crab. There is masinko, another one like, you know, uh, but like crab is the main part. And the interesting thing, there are like in East Africa, Somalis use it, in Sudan, they use it in Tanzania. So like it's popular in East African music, but in Ethiopia we use it a lot. And how do we hear it in this uh, new album of yours here and there. How do you apply it mm -hmm. then to your music uh, and the music that we hear on this record? Yeah, uh, I used it in the song called Ethiopia. Uh, so I, I arrange everything uh, in Bati. It's one of the scales that we use. So I tuned the choir into that and uh, I did in the uh, middle of... Uh, after the trombone solo, I do the crab solo in between. So, yeah, I played it just trying to fuse, you know, those elements to make sure people, you know, know more about crab and ask this kind of question. That's yeah. the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a beautiful sound. Uh, so let, let me just understand. Was this the, the, mm. the first instrument that you learned how to play? Yes. I would say singing and cry, yeah. Singing and cry. And then when when did the, the piano <laughs> come into the picture? Yeah, piano. I started like around 14 when I get back home and like there was a piano in a keyboard in our house. My older brother, he used to play in different places. So he used to put his keyboard at home, but I wasn't interested, but I used to listen a lot while he was playing. I was more a listener than like, you know, a player at that point. But when I get in, like, when I was around 16, I started like playing seriously and I used to study a lot. That's where I start like, okay, I, I get into serious piano stuff. From there, from there, like no turning back, I used to practice a lot, yeah. That's when I started. And is that also when you kind of discovered jazz? Yes, yes. So who who would have been some of the, the piano uh, players or were there any piano players from the jazz tradition that you looked oh. up to? Well, yeah, so many. But like uh, mostly I was in love with Herbie Hancock, uh, Twelonus Monk, Bud Paul and Keith Jarrett. Those are like biggest influence or biggest yeah, uh -huh. that yeah. I was I was listening to a lot. Yeah. So I'm asking you that, of course, because when I listen to this new record of yours here and there, uh, we talked about the Ethiopian jazz tradition that we can kind of hear in the music. But then there's also, you know, going back to that cross cultural, uh, you know, meeting of cultures concept. Uh, we hear some of that tradition as well, right? Correct. Yeah, that's important. I mean. Like people to listen to it, I I wasn't, but just like influenced by only Ethiopian music. I used to listen a lot of that. So music is like from inside out. So yeah, definitely I'm, uh, you know, influenced by those guys too, like Western culture a lot. Mm. Can you tell me a bit about the the band that you assembled for for this project? Yeah, I have. The best guys in town, uh, you know, like on guitar, I have Nadav Pled. He's an amazing guitar player. He's from Israel. 
he lives now here in Los Angeles. He plays with Vito Calito and he has his own group actually called Ambassador Orchestra. They are uh, in New York. They play Ethiopian music as well. Uh, so the guitar player is Nadav and the bass player. I have two bass players for this project. One, he's an Ethiopian bass player called Niskana, amazing bass player, uh, legendary. And I have uh, uh, Dave, uh, he's like residing in LA, an amazing bass player. And the drummer, he, um, Jake Nager, he's from San Diego. He have his own band, uh, amazing bass, uh, drummer, uh, saxophone player, Randall Fisher. He have his own like straight high jazz project. He lives in Los Angeles as well and plays with Ikeo Kali. And a trumpet player, Glenn Holiday. He's a friend of mine. He have his own project as well. And the Kali Cummings uh, on percussion. He's uh, LA based. And he have his own orchestra, and I played with that orchestra called Extransistera. Come out on sound, and uh, he's an amazing engineer in putting together all those and recorded straight to tape. So those are the people whom I gathered, which I play with them in different groups, in different situations. Uh, yeah, amazing players. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing too. I was wondering whether you were going to be, you were planning to kind of bring the show on the road, so to speak. Yes, that's the goal. That's the plan. Definitely. We are playing on June 24 in LA, like the release and in Regent Theater in LA. And June 24, we're going to start like the first show. And we are, some booking coming up. We're going to, yeah, I'm going to uh, update my and we live for everyone is my socials. Well, so yeah, let's shortly. talk about that. Let's let's let the people know what's the best way to keep up with uh, with news about it. Uh, I use the socials like Instagram and Twitter. I use pretty often, so I post my upcoming stuff and my website as well. Excellent. So yeah, yeah. We'll watch this space then. Uh, Kibrom, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks very much for joining us. Likewise. Thank you, Matt. You're amazing. Thank you for having me in this jazzes. I'm super thankful and grateful. Thank you for having me.
enjoyed my conversation with Kibram Birhane. His new album Here and There is out now on Flying Carpet Records. And as music from the album plays us out, I encourage you to join me again for more globe-charting conversations next week on a new episode of Jazz is Travel. In the meantime, why not explore our jazzes.com website for more excellent content on jazz and creative music. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. For instance, our summer 2022 and July 2022 digital issues are available to subscribers right now and include articles on some of today's most exciting jazz artists. Thanks again for listening. Until the next time, this is Matt Micucci signing off. See you soon. Music